Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business executives on management and leadership topics to help busy managers. We have in the studio Ron Kripe and Tom Meyer, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. I am hosting from Sarasota, Florida, as I too am part of the remote workforce. Joining us in the studio is Tyler Marker, Director of Marketing and Professional Development at Zidane Management Group. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you. We're really excited to have you join us today for our first podcast of our third season. I know you and Tom have worked together for a number of years on professional development. I think you have a unique perspective on how professional development might look as we move closer to a post-pandemic world in a hybrid work environment. Well, thank you so much for that intro, Rick. And uh, before we get started, congratulations on three seasons of this podcast here. I think that's a massive achievement. Um, And so uh, certainly thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege and honor to be here with you. Uh, You know, one of the things that really spikes my passion professionally is continual professional development. And I think that's why Tom and I, you know, given our past work history together and where we're at now uh, is why we work so well together, I think, Mm -hmm. um, here at Equus Consulting. So with that being said, when it comes to what professional development and continual education looks like for employers towards their employees, I think we really have to take a dynamic approach to this Upon my hire, which was January 2020 at IAA, uh, just before the pandemic, part of my onboarding and starting initiatives was to bring in a virtual component to our education, to our members. March 2020 hits. Here we are. We're forced into it a little faster than we were prepared, uh, but we rose to the challenge. We converted all of our statewide education, and to give a little bit of reference, we offered Uh, between 35 and 45 free education webinars throughout the year. Uh, So we had to convert 35 to 45 uh, in-person education classes to a virtual platform. Uh, So we did that and worked with all those different instructors, and I coordinated all of that with them. And for several of them, we had to work on how do you speak, how do you instruct on a virtual webinar? It's a very different environment than an in-person learning platform. And to Tom's point that he and I have had discussions on, you know, there's a lot of, especially with executive level professional development, it's very role model based Mm -hmm. and learned behavior that way. Yeah, I was going to say, Tom, to Tyler's point, you know, early in the pandemic, you had to make that shift as well to a lot Mm -hmm. of virtual webinars and, you know, the struggle for just getting some of the basics. Oh, sure. Well, and and to give people some context, uh, where Tyler and I crossed paths was in the leadership series that Equus runs for Indiana Apartment Association once a year called the Sal Leadership Series. And that was always in person prior to the pandemic. And in 2020, we pivoted immediately Mm -hmm. to a virtual environment with, um, and Tyler, you would know because I, I didn't see the the evaluations, um, but I don't think we took a hit. Not at all. To any of those. Not Um, at all. A lot of positive feedback, actually. It's not that I was surprised because the content's good. It is. But it's a completely different... Delivery system. Delivery system, experience. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, in in any kind of leadership or staff development, 
one of the things that we're completely focused on is can we create a good experience for the participants? Because a good experience translates into knowledge retention and behavior change. Right. And to that point, Tom, after a year of converting all of our in-person education, not just free education, but uh, to Tom's point, the SAL Leadership Series is certainly an elevated Mm -hmm. learning program versus a free webinar. Um, Those webinars are about an hour long. Tom's program is a repetitive monthly leadership development. So this is a more intense program, uh, but we also offer certification programs at IAA um, that are industry-wide certifications, such as, you know, your certified apartment manager uh, for every role really within Mm -hmm. the property management industry. Uh, Those certification programs are also originally in person, eight hours a day, six days, and that's a lot of content to get through. We converted all of those very successfully to a virtual platform, but we learned early on really quickly that that's not the perfect mixture. We converted to the opposite extreme of in-person as a response to the pandemic just to make it so we could continue to get that education out to our members, but also that's a huge revenue generator for the association. And as a nonprofit organization, we needed to keep that that, uh, income flow as a possibility. Yeah, and Tyler, what did we learn and how will virtual training uh, look after we go back to in-person? Right, and and Tom and I were having this conversation before today's uh, episode. What we saw when we converted everything virtual for IAA, I looked at pass rates for these certification programs. They all have an exam component to it um, in order to earn that designation certification. I wanted to see how in-person education of those certification programs compared to the virtual offerings in terms of the results on the pass rates. Uh, And I found data that I wasn't even looking for at the time. But Mm. on every single one of our certifications, and this is for regional managers, property managers, maintenance technicians, leasing consultants, at every one of those levels, on average, uh, our pass rates went up 22% from in-person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a really successful moment, but then I looked at it as to why, why did that go up? Well, what did we do when we converted to that virtual platform? We condensed that material versus eight hour days, six days. Each module was one and a half Mm -hmm. to two and a half hours, a total of four hours a day at most. And we did it usually within five days. So it wasn't necessarily virtual that brought in that higher retention rate, it was focus. We addressed attention spans. So that really encouraged the facilitators to really condense down the core concepts of those certification programs. And so I think that's a lesson that I think is transcendent into what we've learned about professional development and how we facilitate that. We need to be very conscious that eight hours a day, you know, even five hours a day is too much for the human attention span at whatever level you are. Right. And so that being said, we took a proactive approach. We recognized that while it had a lot of benefits, because we were reaching members virtually that we never had before, not just throughout the state, but through Sal, the Sal Leadership Program with Tom, we reached people all across the country. Texas, Minnesota, Florida, all over the country that took advantage of this great leadership program. We don't want to lose that component 
Sure. We have to think of a hybrid approach. So we did create that at IA. We have we invested in a learning facility with a live streaming camera and the technology and audio setup that can accommodate a hybrid approach of in-person optional, should you prefer, mm-hmm. right. but also a live streamed uh, virtual component of the program. Tom, Tyler spoke about focus. Can you expand on that? One of the benefits, whether you're talking about the the very functionally specific programs that you're referencing at Mm -hmm. IAA or the leadership development programs that that I've been a part of, focus has been on all of our minds. Even in the leadership space, I'm thinking about when I design a virtual environment-type program or workshop, what's going to be the most impactful and practically successful kind of content that will keep people engaged and willing and able to to go back to the workplace right next door or the next day and want to put things in into place. So when we translate that into more in-person sessions, the question becomes, and I've been given this a ton of thought, do we just expand that content out to fill the time or do we use that time more effectively? And mm-hmm. I want to get back to in-person because one of the one of the things that happens in an in-person environment, especially in the leadership space, is people get opportunities to build relationships with each other. When we work inside a company, uh, people are often building relationships cross-functionally. Mm-hmm. When it's the Sal Leadership Series, people are building relationships cross company. Right. And those relationships are really important because of that role modeling component. Mm-hmm. Leadership is about being able to sit at a table with somebody else, discuss a concept and say, hey, I had this problematic situation or this challenge. Here's how I handled it. And having somebody else across from you say, you know what, I've had the same thing and here's what I've done. And then they get to bounce all of those ideas up against the concepts we're teaching them right. to know whether or not what they're doing is working or could be improved. Um, so we don't go back to in-person to expand it just to expand it. We get back that thing that we're missing, right. which is having people connect in the space around the concepts and the ideas. You know, to that point, we are to have a hybrid approach because when we look at the generations that we're trying to educate, they too wish to have options. And I'm speaking it from a millennial standpoint, but Tom and I were talking, even Gen Xers, of course, yeah. we're used to options. Yep. No matter where you go, the drive-in, uh, go to a movie theater, a, a restaurant, you have multiple options. Same in property management. You know, you have options of how you want to take your tour. Do you want to go in person? Do you want to do a virtual tour? Or do you want to do a self-guided tour sure. where you don't have the leasing agent at all? Our employees wanted that same choice. So with that in mind, a hybrid approach I see as being a really good solution. But to your point, Tom, we really underestimated this past year the advantage of those communal spaces when you're taking a break. Mm-hmm. in in person and they're able to cross connect and talk and discuss or even when you give them a round table formal platform yep. to discuss those challenges and hurdles they've experienced and how they 
came to resolve those. We really underestimated that, that you do not get in virtual environment. So when it comes to... Not just about the content. Exactly. It's about the relationships that you build, especially as you get into higher leadership development. Tyler, what role will technology play in professional development and how can we use that technology successfully? If you're going to offer hybrid education and and professional development, you do have to be very conscious of the technology that you are investing in. A simple live streaming camera where you never get to see the the virtual attendees and the facilitator can't see them and they can't speak and their audio come over the, the whole room's audio. That won't, I think, drive success no. for those attending virtually. That's why I think we have to be really smart about how we offer hybrid. Because when I say we at IAA, we invested a lot of money. So that our training room, if you are uh, attending virtually, you get to still see the class. And the class can see you on these monitors. Yep. And we've worked with the facilitators of the select classes, like you said, Tom, those higher reaching courses and programs we've worked with those facilitators to really be able to address not only in person, but make sure they're keeping the attention of that virtual audience and involve them in the conversation and still give the virtual attendees that ability to speak out, ask questions where the whole class can see them. They can see the whole class. Um, The same with when it comes to round table discussion, the facilitator can say, for those of you in person, Here's my groups. Virtually, we're going to send you into breakout rooms of three, four, five, however many there are, and discuss internally and come back and we'll share we'll share your components. Involving them virtually in that in-person experience is really going to help with the cross-communication that they really have been lacking. Also, training our facilitators. Tom and I were talking before this that it takes a very special skill set Mm-hmm. to be able to address formally in person as well as that virtual attending class. And Tom, you have some experience with that. In professional development or any kind of development, the term facilitator means you're facilitating the learning process, but you're also facilitating the relationships in the room. Mm-hmm. When companies do invest in technology that allows them all of that functionality, for and, and when I say all of that functionality, what I'm speaking specifically to is the ability to connect with other participants as well as the facilitator and the information, you're going to get much higher retention of information rates. Mm-hmm. You're going to get much better participant experience scores. It just, it is such a different kind of experience. And we've seen that in the Sal Leadership Series. Yeah. We've, we're yeah. seeing that now mm-hmm. in the Maintenance Manager's Toolkit right. Series, which is virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, to your thought, they're, they're in breakout rooms. They're, they're really highly, highly engaged. And, right. you know, that's what we're striving for. Right. But I'm kind of hearing both of you talking about that rich experience beyond the content of any in-person development event is the ability to develop those relationships that really do develop into leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what I'm hearing both of you say in a certain way is that we as uh, development professionals have to be very intentional from now on in providing opportunities 
for those outside of the classroom content to develop. Well, yeah. And what is leadership? Leadership is the inspiration and relationship of, of other people. And I think we overlooked that just for the sake of progress and be able to continue on mm-hmm. our development in the pandemic, that we overlooked that critical piece right. yeah. of that puzzle that yeah. leadership is people. Thank you, Tyler, Tom, Ron, for another interesting discussion. Please visit us at our website, www.equisconsulting.com, to learn more and to leave your comments about today's discussion. Join us next time as we continue our conversation with Tyler Marker in this three-part series. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.